Welcome to the podcast. This episode originally aired as a video on my YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash lifestyle lighthouse. Hey guys, Elisa here with Lifestyle Lighthouse at lifestylelighthouse.com. Today's video is going to be about six therapies and medical treatments for insomnia that can help alleviate your anxiety and stress symptoms. There is no one solution that is right for all patients who struggle with insomnia. Physicians and sleep doctors can evaluate your needs and determine the best treatment plan for you. As I've mentioned before, the lack of sleep is considered a national epidemic in the United States, and since the struggle with sleep is starting to get more and more traction, there are more medical treatments and therapies available. So in this video, I'll skim over the six insomnia therapies and medical treatments that are pretty widely used today. Keep in mind that all of these options are available, but not all of them are suitable for everyone's situation and medical condition. So let's dive in. First, we have a very simple treatment that most, if not all doctors who you see for insomnia will try first. It's simply establishing proper sleep hygiene. Sleep hygiene is the doctor's way of saying sleep habits. And as trivial as it seems, establishing proper sleep habits is one of the first steps that doctors will try so that both you and the doctor can get a good feel of your body's condition, the effects of your lifestyle on the body, and more. If you followed me for a while, you might have already made the connection that establishing proper sleep habits is very similar to step two of my three-step sleep plan. My three-step sleep plan is based on what sleep specialists use to help their patients relieve stress and anxiety symptoms. I'll put a link up here and also in the video description below. Just by watching the video, not only will you know how sleep affects your mood and anxiety, but you will also have a complete snapshot of the possible sleep disruptions in your life. Also, since this is how I personally learn better, I made checklists and visual worksheets that you can download for free too. Now, establishing proper sleep hygiene is always one of the first steps to curing your insomnia. Doing this will ensure better sleep quality, which will in turn help relieve your insomnia. And when you relieve your insomnia, you will also relieve your anxiety and stress symptoms. It's a domino effect that starts with super simple actions. These simple actions are like setting a regular sleep schedule, establishing a regular exercise regime for you, making your bedroom a restful area, and personalizing relaxation rituals that help you go to sleep. The main goal of establishing proper sleep hygiene and habits is to reverse hyperarousal that you develop in response to your bedroom or sleep routine. If you want to try establishing some proper sleep hygiene yourself, then I recommend checking out my three-step sleep plan video and then my other video where I show you exactly how I personalize my own sleep plan and give you the materials to do it yourself. Again, this step is extremely important in treating your insomnia, so please don't overlook it. The second treatment that we're going to look at is stimulus control therapy. It sounds more intimidating than it is. This is basically what doctors and sleep specialists will try as an effective method for managing insomnia. In other words, it's something to help retrain your habits that revolve around sleep and insomnia. They will try to control certain activities during your day that might be making your insomnia worse. That's why they call it stimulus control therapy. An example of this is if you are struggling with keeping up with your sleep plan that you made for yourself or with your doctor. So say that you are trying to only go to sleep when you feel sleepy, but you can't always seem to go to bed within like 20 minutes of feeling sleepy. Well, you or your doctor might notice that you also take naps and that naps decrease your body's drive to fall asleep at night. 
So your doctor might instruct you to either not nap or only nap for like a maximum of 20 minutes. They want to manage this habit so that your body can retrain itself to feel sleepy at night and when you truly want to fall asleep. That is stimulus control therapy. It's pretty straightforward and goes hand in hand with establishing proper sleep hygiene and sleep habits. So let's move on to the third treatment, which is cognitive restructuring. Cognitive restructuring can be for acute cases of insomnia like spontaneous thoughts and feelings, and it can also be for chronic cases of insomnia. In acute cases, your stress response might have evolved into a state of chronic alert or hyperarousal, and those negative thoughts can really worsen if you don't change them. By the way, these acute cases can start from you feeling numb or from not being able to sleep and relax when you really want and need to. Now, when you want to solve these cases with cognitive restructuring, it's a lot less painful than it sounds. Oftentimes, sleep specialists and doctors might simply ask you to practice some daily writing exercises that help change disruptive thoughts and feelings. These practices can really produce calmer emotions and allow for better sleep habits. And if you continue these cognitive restructuring practices, it can really help de-escalate the hyperarousal by reframing your faulty thinking that's associated with going to sleep. The next treatment is a step up from what we've been talking about. This fourth treatment is called cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia. If you have a therapist for whatever reason already, you're probably already aware of cognitive behavioral therapy. Basically, it's just a form of counseling or psychotherapy that uses a range of techniques to help you regulate thoughts and behaviors. When it comes to cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia, this treatment is usually for patients who have persistent insomnia as the primary disorder or as a coexisting disorder. That means that insomnia is either your primary medical issue or it's something that coexists with another disorder like your anxiety. In many cases, people resort to cognitive behavioral therapy because after years and years of use, their sleep medications stopped working. Other cases are for people who would rather not use medications in general to treat their insomnia. Cognitive behavioral therapy is oftentimes an alternative treatment for people who want to stay away from drugs. The goals of this type of therapy are to reverse behaviors that prevent sleep, to restructure or retrain their thinking and attitudes about sleep, and to maintain a consistent sleep-wake schedule. The thing to keep in mind is that using this type of therapy to change your behavior isn't enough. You still have to change the way you think about yourself and what you experience in life. It all comes back to modifying sleep habits and avoiding bad habits. That's why establishing a proper sleep plan is one of the first things you do with a sleep specialist. Again, I'll put a link to my three-step sleep plan up here and below in the description box below. I can go a lot deeper into cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia, but for the sake of this video, I'll cut it short and make a separate video that deep dives into it. That said, let's move on to the fifth treatment, which is the use of medications. Now, I just said that cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia is often used as an alternative for people who want to stay away from drugs or to find a treatment that is more sustainable than drugs. But I'm going to cover the medications that the US Federal Drug Administration, or the FDA, has approved for people to use for insomnia. If you want my personal opinion, I honestly do not believe that medications are necessarily the best approach, but I do believe that it is very important to understand how these medications work. So I'll briefly skim through them with you. 
First, we have the over-the-counter sleep aids, which are typically antihistamines that block a wake-promoting neurotransmitter. The thing about this drug is that our bodies become tolerant of it very quickly, so it loses its effectiveness pretty fast. But then we have things like melatonin supplements, which shorten the time to fall asleep and are effective if you are elderly, since elderly people do produce less of melatonin, or if you have certain circadian disorders like jet lag. The main side effect of melatonin though is the fact that sometimes it can be counterproductive and end up causing insomnia. The third type of medication that people use is a benzodiazepine. These are medications that target gamma-aminobutyric acid, also known as GABA. GABA is the most potent sleep-promoting neurotransmitter in the brain and benzodiazepines make GABA more efficiently. The main side effect of GABA is the fact that you can get withdrawal from it and it's recommended that you don't take high doses of it for over 180 days, so half a year. Lastly, there are non-FDA approved medications that are still commonly used for sleep. These include antidepressants like trazodone and antipsychotic medications like ketamine. So those are the medications. Try to listen to your body and to your gut and also seek a doctor or a sleep specialist before you try any of these on your own. Starting with a sleep plan or with cognitive behavioral therapy might work so well that you actually won't need additional medications. The sixth and last treatment that we're going to talk about is using marijuana or cannabis for sleep and anxiety. Full, full disclaimer here, using marijuana for sleep and anxiety is a very new treatment. This is mostly because there haven't been a solid number of studies that give enough concrete results to work with. I could make another video about this too, but at this point, even though you might hear some people using marijuana for insomnia or sleep, there is not enough solid data and research done to give out treatments that have high rates of success. However, that being said, certain treatments work better for certain people, and the healthy number of studies suggest that cannabis improves anxiety. The main side effect of using marijuana as a form of treatment though, is that depending on the type that you are using, you can experience severe rebound in the form of insomnia and nightmares. And since that's the last treatment, guys, I'll just wrap up this video right here. Make sure to subscribe to my channel and click the bell icon so that you can receive notifications every time I upload a new video like this one. This way, you can learn more about how you can relieve your stress and anxiety symptoms with sleep and other natural techniques. Talk to you guys soon and hope you guys sleep better and feel better. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please give it a positive rating at the same location that you downloaded it. If you have any questions or comments, meet me at the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash lifestyle lighthouse, or on my blog at lifestylelighthouse.com. I truly appreciate your time. Thank you. And I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode.